Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? Welcome to what? Waypoint Radio. Rob. Oh. Okay. Hmm? Was it ready? No. I'm always ready. I was I'm, ready. Damn. I'm ready to hit the ground ready, running. Actually. Nally always got her head on a swivel. <laughs> That's why I have this this battle station so that I'm just... Oh. Right, the L-shaped <laughs> desk. So you'd always turn the it back and forth. The L-shaped desk. <laughs> I'm it's, always it's, it's, in the it, zone. So that when you turn, it's just your pot... It's just your... That monitor is only for podcasting, so that when you when you hear the noise, when the signal goes off, like the bat yeah. signal, you yeah. hear what's good internet, and then you know to to to, to sh- shuttle to your to your left, to your right. I guess it's to your right, correct? Yes. This yeah. This general zone is is podcasting zone. Yeah. To my um, right. Can I? Kind uh, is the most recent uh, advertiser. Has their has their thing started? The one, uh, not the one that you want me to record, but the yeah. the one I recorded before. Because maybe. What is oh that? my god! They, I think um, that ad is technically running. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it's are up. you uh, wielding bespoke, bespoke, bespoke? Um, the, okay, so behind <laughs> behind the scenes for how podcast ads work, I, people are. It'll this will make sense for why everyone's laughing in a second. But so uh, sometimes you just get uh, sent like an ad read, and it's like, hey, just read this thing, you know. Mm. Uh, Naomi is on the C premiering on the CW. Don't need to watch the episode. Just just read the lines that they sent. Um, right. Frequently, say like 50-50, Like they want to like send you some of the the products so you can say something about it. Um, um, mm-hmm. That's personalized and uh, bespoke. Ha- you know, I'll probably record a couple of these, but the first one was just like, "Hey, could you just read the lines?" And then the the new one was, "Hey, we're gonna send you some products." And usually it's like, hey, like pick something out of the lineup and then here's a promo code and we'll ship mm-hmm, it to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I picked one that was like this, the the, the camping one, Kato. Were know, you like, aware of Bespoke as a company? It was not. I, was, to- I think I've, well, I've heard it through a podcast ad. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like the true, the tr- you know you've reached the heights of your career is when you're reading ads for companies whose that ads you've heard. heard I'm just waiting yeah. for a fellow. For uh, Quip to reach out. Are they there still you around? Actually, you know, <laughs> the I feel like you don't hear as much yeah. of the like toothbrush and uh, Harry's because they get I think they get, they get big enough through the podcast reads and they're like now we're gonna go sell our shit we're at good. Target. We're good. Yeah, we yeah. Quip's podcasts. at Target now. I, I was there recently. I saw Quip there. I was. I, I I've never read a podcast ad for Harry's and I I use it. Uh, I'm a I I don't sub. I just like buy it and then cancel it because I don't shave enough to use it anyway. <laughs> in the box, I, I requested from Bespoke, like, oh, the one that's uh, like the camping one. It comes with like a f- frying, a cast iron frying pan and some Bloody Mary mix. I was Wait, like, what is like Bespoke? Some- I don't know what this is. It's in your boxes of stuff. Like, oh, okay. Um, it's like a subscription you know, like, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a subscription <laughs> box of 
Camp, yeah, well, I don't know. Camping, I guess. Well, this is the camping theme. One of them, which is not what I requested, I'm gonna unbuckle this. Look at <laughs> that's this. a knife. Shit. Now that's a knife. This is like a machete. Jesus Christ! That is an oddly shaped machete. Do to, to be the honest, the photo that came with it's kind it of like was, a kukri, but not really. Um, like a person like going on a hike. It's like ah, oh, I gotta get through the woods. Um. My wife was like, you could like cut down the branches with those in the backyard. I was like, if the neighbors saw me just like walking <laughs> no, around with epic. a machete, it just, I think go, you should do that. You need to establish yourself as the machete wielder of the block. I need, you know what? I've been in this neighborhood for six years. Finally time to establish myself as the apex predator uh, of this block. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when I walk my kid, this doesn't have a, a uh, like a strap for my belt, but... I'm sure they can sell me an accessory. Um, uh, a news a story knife. tonight. A man in the Chicago suburbs <laughs> is walking around with a large knife. More at 11. <laughs> yelling, yelling, yeah. 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 Get it out. I think that's good for I think it's healthy and good. Just be careful, uh, you know? Don't wield it irresponsibly. Well, I, I feel like the moment you've held this... The irresponsibility has begun, unfortunately. What's interesting about it is it has a very flat tip. It's like, it's a it's a you blunt You can't, can't be edge. stabbing with it. Yeah, it's it doesn't look primed for- They also showed, they showed a photo of um, like and someone like strip, stripping wood. Like if you oh, had sure. like, a, hmm. like a big stick and you, uh, I don't know, want it to turn it into a spear. <laughs> then like, this is- A walking stick. You gotta make a walking stick. Is this the only thing that came in the box? No, 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 no. The, like the actual like cast iron pan and- Oh, okay. Like the the stuff I requested, which I, I my my wife was was excited about. Are I you going to season you know, that good, pan? Congrats to uh, I'm well. She will. She knows how to. <laughs> I follow orders. You know, yeah. I am I'm in the kitchen. I am a I, I I can cook, but it is like no zero blank on creativity. You tell me what to do, I got it. Um, That's good. That's a good sous chef. It I yeah that that is my role. Um, lay out the ingredients. Show me the instructions. I'll make you a meal. Um, show me a. Uh, like a bunch of uh, potential ingredients that could be a meal, and yeah, I will show no. you Grubhub. <laughs> the thing about cooking that is cool is it's basically Legos. Yes, I like that. Yeah, that is. A, if that you is have a, a recipe, a really good. Mm-hmm. It's like basically doing Legos. Like I, I would say I'm a decent cook, but I like to follow a recipe and then like deviate where I please. Mm. But but the but the aspect of cooking that is the best is you just have all of the little lego blocks you got your onions you got your garlic you got your whatever and then at the end you have finished lego product yeah which is food 100 but unfortunately the thing that is not very parallel is the dishes i guess you have to throw <laughs> away all the little baggies and stuff but throwing away the little baggies is not as bad as doing dishes you, I hate are you doing like dishes. you don't like doing the dishes i hate I my love doing the dishes. Least I favorite love chores doing dishes. The dishes. Hate dishes. It really, I, it just, I. Put on a podcast, like a, t- a task in front of me that is like easily completable. I like, I'm like, I'm good to go. But that's that's uh, how I end up spending like 20 minutes doing five minutes worth of uh, dishes because I spend like 15 getting the right podcast on in, in the first place <laughs> before I can get started, yeah. you know? You got to match the vibes. Well, you know, I, and then as we've uh, learned on a, a recent uh, stream, uh, our, our new uh, feature, uh, uh, A underscore coffee underscore appears, uh, Rob, 
doesn't God. doesn't like pick a podcast, like put on his headphones. He apparently just like blares uh <laughs> podcasts yep. from the speaker of his phone, not like through like a <laughs> so Google thing, any Google chaotic. or Siri. Th- he's just oh. blasting Nextlander pods talking about Hitman like Amazing. in the kitchen Amazing. while he does dishes. That I, is so chaotic because Rob is such a audio freak. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's no, a, he I don't be think, talking about his speakers. He talks about his headphones. I don't think it was off the phone, though. My implication, what I understood from that was that he's blasting it from the monster speakers throughout oh, the no, whole that house. That can't be true. I, that's what I, I, I thought. To, I refuse to believe he is filling an entire condo with the way that he Vinnie said Carabella. That MK as, as desirable like, as that sounds. I don't know which is worse, honestly. I don't know which is worse. I think both of those are terrible. They're both, they're like, both very bad. Those are both bad. Get some fucking headphones. Like, even some terrible God. Apple earbuds will get the job done with a tinny podcast. Yeah. 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 I have, like, a little is already speaker all... that I keep in. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, podcasts are already compressed to hell. They're MP3s. Like, don't worry about yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Unless, like, is, like, Rob, uh, like, are we learning here, Kato, that, like, Rob is secretly going around asking people for, like, the raw files of their podcast? He's getting flax from the source. Yeah, I don't. I can see Shoemaker 100% having some doing that. For an archive? Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) God. Um, Natalie, we haven't had you around in a little while. I know. It's uh, been a while. Holidays, uh, work, uh, then you got sick. Are you, you doing okay now? Yeah, I had COVID. Um, it was not very epic, gamer awesome sauce, but um, <laughs> I did. Yeah, you got. Was, hit, you, you sounded like you kind of got hit by a truck. Um, it sucked. Um, I'm really glad I got it post booster because mm. for how sick I was with the booster, if I had gotten it before with like the quote unquote less mild variants, yeah, you know whatever. Like I feel like I would have been much much more sick um but yeah i'm all better now i was sick for like a week i think i'm still i'm trying to figure out the weird part about post-covid is like figuring out like is this long covid question mark (laughs) is this seasonal allergies is this exhaustion is this depression is this depression am i anxious (laughs) yeah um i've been having a fun 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 game of trying to figure that out with brain fog because i it's i have a hard time identifying brain fog but it feels like maybe this is from just like every day sort of from just like every day like oh just tired or distracted or whatever but i think i may have a little bit of that but otherwise um, it's been fine. My whole family did end up getting it, unfortunately, but everyone, everyone's everyone, okay. everyone's okay. So, I mean, my grandma is in like a, what's that? I was going to say, did y'all, did y'all go somewhere or was it like just, no, the, no, I'm pretty sure I caught then, it. Yeah. I think I caught it from the grocery store Damn. because I hadn't left the house in over two weeks. I mean, these days it's impossible anyone. to know. That's like the whole right. thing. And it's like tonight. not even necessarily useful at this point to like where did i get it from right unless you're like able to unless really like, ascertain like, hey, wait, and yeah then you like you went to the I more went to useful the movie thing is to once. say i got it and like here's all the people i've seen so i'm gonna let you know right. that i right. i definitely have it so you but i just feel like stuff, there's like yeah. 
Yeah, it just it's it's so random now. It feels like this evil lottery system that we play every day it's and it's like who who will it strike today? Yeah, I don't um, know how I haven't at this point I'm fairly convinced. Well, I'm not I, I don't know how we haven't gotten it yet because like mm-hmm. it's like ripped through the school systems. Yeah. Um like so many kids end up asymptomatic and so they just end up passing it along to their families not knowing, but the the last scare we had over Christmas, everyone yeah. tested negative. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, it's possible that we're like continuing to like just dodge bullets like Neo and the matrix, but you know, I mean, we, <laughs> we are certainly not hunkering down the way we used to. Like I went yeah. to, took the kids to Disney on ice last weekend. It's like, yeah. all right, well, a week later, still fine. So I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, it's weird. Uh, it's really weird. I mean, I, I, I take care of my grandma. So we have uh, like healthcare workers that come. So I was in the same boat of like, I'm going to catch it at some point just from the nature of like my lifestyle. Yeah. Just like like where it's how society is treating it at this point. The fact that it's two years in and there's decent medical treatments for, you know, you know, if I, you know, my kids were in a compromised position. I'd be had like have a different stance on like how our family was conducting themselves. But it's sort of like ah, like at this point, yeah. it feels like if you leave the house, the Omicron is so omnipresent that uh, yeah. it's it is just going. You just have a chance that it's going to get you, and you didn't do anything wrong. No, yeah, it's not like yeah. I think there's we've moved past the sort of like moral moralization of of getting it or not getting it like we're yeah we're like people are purposely putting themselves in higher risk categories to to even just get it now now these days that you that, just, yeah i don't think that's true anymore <laughs> i just know too many people that like they're doing the things they were supposed to do and yeah. they're still getting it and it's like all right well we've just moved into a different phase we're in entirely. a different phase of it yeah it sucks i long for the day of post i'm surprised gdc still hasn't canceled I don't think anything's going to cancel anymore. Um, I think E3 that, did, though. I think E3 committed E3, to I think, E3. I think E3, I think, conveniently used COVID as a way to... E3 canceled like, itself. So, guys, we still don't have the convention center book. Should we uh, <laughs> Should we just, like, cancel this thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you uh, put together the, the dots, I, I think what is more likely to have happened is their presentation on how they were going to do E3 did not materialize enough interest to justify, like, going and doing that. Whereas, like, doing a digital event is cheaper, easier. There's less humiliation yeah, involved if it doesn't go if it doesn't go well. It's also so much more efficient, like, just in terms of getting – I mean, when you go to a sh- – I – I do miss cons. I have to yeah, say, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I really would, do. I would love to go to an E three or a PAX, and uh, as as soon as I'm able. Yeah, I dodged but a fucking it, like, bullet. <laughs> I went. I went, went to, to Anime NYC. Oh right, I that was, was like the first Omicron case. <laughs> yes, wasn't it? the first Omicron, or like the first big breakout of like Omicron happened at Anime NYC. <laughs> Oh, some shit. guy from I forget where the person was from. They were from Missouri or something, but they got home and tested positive when they got home. So it was like, oh, everyone at that well, con probably got wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Uh I dodged a bullet twice. The anime NYC and then my fucking family deciding to take a cruise over Christmas on <laughs> being oh stuck on a my. boat with other people. <laughs> it was See? <laughs> but 
We got out of it. Lu- we got fucking lucky. Didn't Damn. didn't have anything for none of us caught it. Luckily, what do they do with cruises? They like you just have to you you have to stay on the cruise, right? Like if you've been exposed or infected, I don't like even the know. I don't just even know. Continues. It's it like the forever. Yeah, <laughs> it goes forever. It, Here's the brig. We'll send yeah. down some beer. They 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 force you to um uh take take tests on the way in. So like. Right. Technically, the day of the cruise leaving, no one was sick. But we know how those rapid tests work at this point. You could be, yeah. you could have it and not have enough antibodies for it to show up on the test, and the next day yeah. you would you would test positive, right? Mm. Yeah. So I've, so I've seen it's that like, happen it's, many times. It's like not even. Um, but yeah, like, there was no. As far as I know, there were no incidents on the boat either. So that's good. Lucky, lucky, <laughs> basically. Lucky. Well, it's coming for us all. So. Yeah. It it's is. only like your RNG can only last <laughs> so long before uh, 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 out here praying to RNG Jesus. Please, please don't let me get COVID. I know. I I can I can I'm I'm gonna take some RNG off the table. I'm I am so I'm happy to report. I'm gonna reload this page right now. Yeah. Make sure it's true. Um, Kato, the PC is back. Back at Costco. Oh my God! <laughs> and, pri- and right, it's on, I'm on the page right now. Like right, right before it came down, told my wife, I "Was like that oh piece is God. back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy on the credit card. You're gonna get a notification, and then I'm gonna take the money from the PayPal account. We'll put it over there. <laughs> you got it all figured go. out. <laughs> got it all this figured out. From it's a Godspeed. Um, Hell so, yes. yes, I'm Costco, very excited. Approximately ten to fifteen business days. From now, I will have my Brad Shoemaker approved cyber power. Did you already PC. place the order? Uh, no, I'll do it at some point while one of you is talking. So by the end of this <laughs> podcast, I can I can say that the order is. What That's why I just, before, what if I just wait, just wait until the right podcast now. goes out so that people can buy it again. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm gonna do. No, I'm gonna. Rec- I'm going to purchase this before <laughs> the podcast, the podcast is like, recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, guys, like, I just found this wild PC. Look at on this shit. Oh, I should really tweet this link. Hold on, Please I gotta share this no. with my followers. Okay, I'm adding to cart. <laughs> Continue, no, not continue shopping. Why are there two things in my cart? No, I don't need two PCs. Buy two. Are you sure? Just in case. One of those orders is going to get canceled. Check. Oh, my God. Out. Uh, I like yeah, this. I, I like this uh, most helpful, favorable review that just says rock solid PC, rock solid components. <laughs> That's exactly what I expected. What else do you from, need to know? Yeah, from that's a PC it. for, that's it right for there. Patrick. Um, and uh, people have been very uh, helpful. They have been like sending me other PCs that I could buy. But like, I I was like so crestfallen when this <laughs> felt. There was like you fell in love. It was perfect. Well, and like this this one was signed off. I you know Rob sending me other PCs trying to get me to spend like a thousand more dollars. And I'm like Rob, you're the last person I would ask for advice on this. I, I just <laughs> were. At, other ends of the spectrum on how how we buy these things um and uh so every day i like towards the end of the day when i'm like just winding down i would like check costco's like gaming desktop (laughs) section and slowly over the past like a week or so they've been just taking taking away options it was like there was a there was like a two thousand dollar dell one gone like another one gone i was like oh maybe they're just getting out of the game uh and then this morning i checked it and they like had refreshed 
all of them. Or maybe Costco heard my cry. Like yeah. someone on the they pod knew. was like, hey, can we like just list that, like get one more out there for my boy Patrick? Shout so outs. I will. Shout uh, out to the listener if that's true. <laughs> get, get yeah, let out. me know. And, and why didn't you send me a promo code uh, is what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. uh, I'm getting, ni- I'm getting I'm getting knives in the mail, but uh, or <laughs> giant mini swords. Um, uh, all right, I'm I'm clicking. Wow, I'm, clicking I'm very place, happy for you. Order, uh, and that's a PC. Um, I have to say, I'm I'm still uh, pretty upset about uh, what happened on last Friday's stream, in which mm-hmm. I was um, roasted for my PC build. Wow. Um, I haven't recovered. <laughs> that's Since why. Then, that's uh, why Nat- we haven't. Seen Natalie you as has. Much. Per- <laughs> that's why Natalie's. That's why Natalie's gonna also buy this Costco PC. Yeah. I'm looking at it. It is less expensive than what I paid for my build, which is well. But it's me. it's a it's like a year later, right? When did I get mine? I got mine in 2020. Yeah, so two, two years. years. But my sense. mine was more expensive and is worse. <laughs> <laughs> Worse now, or was it top of the line then, and things just progressed? What do you? I don't there? know anymore. I <laughs> thought it was pretty good at the time, but and then then I was getting chat was like mid, just mid. Chat chat was just absolutely roasting me, and That's now I just feel internet, like I don't though. know what to believe. The internet is always out yeah. to roast course, you. They're always coming out, coming at you. Of course, now my problem is I'm gonna have to. These monitors are now an issue. Yeah. Um, Why? Like, I, I, I have like two 1080 monitors, and so I will probably, you know, I, I don't. Are you I gonna doubt make the gonna, jump to 4K? Are you gonna prob- abandon us 1080 peers? <laughs> almost, almost certainly not. Uh, but, pro- but probably for like, because I've looked at the cost of those things. It's like I'm not gonna spend the cost of a PC <laughs> to attach a monitor to my <laughs> com- computer. But, and I do have, I, I have a, you know, a, a really nice 4K TV that is connected to my computer. So it's like my games can just spit out there and it's got the yeah you know uh uh whatever you know it's got all the fancy high-end features um that i would get in a monitor but i will probably w- wait for some sale at some like i'm not in a rush it's a, but at some point i'll buy like a 1440p you know like g-sync something or other but those are like they seem like they're like 700 bucks so i got i can yeah. sit and s- stress about that i got mine for like 400 at Best Buy sale, the LG okay. one. Okay, like that's what I'm, so that's what I figure I'm going to do is like wait for yeah. the next Labor Day, you know, Memorial Day or something like that. And like, I'll just wait, I'll just keep my eye on, on, on something. Those curved monitors look really cool, but they, they seem like I've also, cool, a, but they also seem like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Curve monitor, curve monitor gamers are always mad that when people don't program the PC games to fill it. Cause like, yeah, cause you're like, oh, 0.0003% of the market. Your I'm sorry. Your aspect ratio sucks. <laughs> sorry. Uh. I that that. to Rob and his ultra wide. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't think it's his curve though, right? No, it's just an, no. or is that Oh, it's a, it's got a bit of a curve in it, I think. Just a little mm. touch of a I think there's a hint of a curve to yeah. it. Yeah. A hint of a curve. Uh, just go back to the old ways and have simply have three monitors. That's what I do. Well, that's oh probably so there's a good three. chance there's a there's a good chance that yep. I will like I have two now. Mm-hmm. One is basically a, a tw- like Twitter That's where monitor. like Twitter and email and like admin stuff like stuff yeah. lives, and then like my browser is in the other one. So I'll need two, but I I can't imagine I'm gonna buy. I don't need I don't need two fancy monitors. So like one will still stay the 1080. Yeah. Uh, Twitter Twitter box. You don't get upgraded. 
I have like a DS DS middle monitor for gaming, and then I have two like less DS periphery like, work periphery monitors. work monitors. So that's what I figure. I, that's what I figure I'll do. Yeah. And I I also got a. I think I get, over the over the break over while I was gone, I did a major desk rehaul. Nice. I've got a new desk that does standing and sitting. Um, and the other, the biggest change I made was I got a monitor mount for my desk. So Ooh. all of my monitors are off my desk now, and they're on this like God, monitor mount. I, f- I that's I think I that's where that. I'm yeah. I'm going it's, to. It's, a game changer. It changed <laughs> changed my life. Like I can't explain to you how much joy it gives me to not have like just so much desk space taken up by yeah monitor monitor. It kills what me. What are they called? What are the just monitor the, feet called? The, the feet, the mount, the stand, the stand. I guess the, stand, the monitor yeah. stand. I yeah, yeah. also have this problem where. My the stand for the newer one that I got, this LG uh 1440p one, has like a riser on it. Like it can go up and down, which is great. I can get it up oh, high enough. Oh yeah. But I have my my secondary screen is an old Asus one ten eighty P like those like very standard whatever. Like we had them in the Vice office mm-hmm. or whatever. It's so mm-hmm. low, it like hurts my neck if I look over there too often. So I had to put it up on a bunch of books, and like there's just like a stack like four inches thick of books to get it high enough that it's not like cricking my neck. And so like that's just completely lost space under there. You need just, it for yourself. I need, yeah, I need. I wanted wall, wall. I, I wanted wall rack because I'm against the wall anyways. But I think a desk mount is probably cheaper. That was my big issue was like I looked into the racks and they were all very expensive. It's like I don't yeah. yeah. Maybe someday. <laughs> but yeah. at, at some point when I get the new computer, I'll just take like a picture of my desk and tell Twitter like, hey, hey what make are this you, good. What I don't have Help. that's also my problem is like I the, the, uh <laughs> like I build all the furniture in the house. I can do that, but like a vision for how a room should look. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I'll just stick with what I've got because I don't even know where I'd start. So I need to <laughs> broadcast that out so people can give me ideas I'm, the exact me same. I'm like i know how to make this work functionally like this yes. will right. be functional it will look ter- my desk is in the middle of Ugh. my room <laughs> <laughs> i should i don't you have my a corner desk? behind me no my my bed is directly in front of me but i mean so every night a- i fall asleep to the oh rgb lights God. of the computer <laughs> But your desk is a corner desk. It's just not in yeah, the corner. But this, yeah, it's a corner desk. It creates kind of like its own room in the middle. Right. Of my I think room. I, I understand the vibe there of just like this is kind Work of a closed off separation. Space. Yeah. 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 Maybe we could get one of those like folding screens or something to block it off. <laughs> I don't know. I know, but then it would just close up the room even more. Like right. I kind of have just embraced it. Like it is like it's my work. It's my life, so I've just embraced it. Would I love to have like an office? That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to not fall asleep to the art to the RGB lights of my <laughs> computer every night. I know there's a way to turn it off, but it's kind of nice. It makes it's like nice. Yeah, you've you've been <laughs> you've embraced life. the glow. <laughs> exactly. But um, all right. Well, let's we'll we'll we'll, we'll quickly jump through. Uh, I just want to update folks on where the. Activision stuff is before we move on to the games that we've uh, been playing. Um, since we last talked, um, 
uh, based Activision, uh, you know, announced that they were not going to recognize uh, the union. Um, that uh, in addition to not recognizing it, they also proposed changes to uh, the QA staff. The QA staff are the workers at Raven Software, a subsidiary of Activision Blizzard, that um, were looking to unionize. Uh, Activision Blizzard and Raven had proposed that the QA people be integrated across departments. Um, that is increasingly common, both in, uh, it's kind of started amongst uh, independent game development um, because it was like better from a resource allocation standpoint and is now becoming more and more prominent in uh, like AAA uh, game development in which as opposed to QA being at the bottom of the pipeline, we're like, we make game, give to QA, QA tells us bugs and then it goes back up, which is it's just, it's just bad process, um, especially when games are so big, made for yeah. so long. Having QA people that are like in the art department, in the like in like in the pit with different departments is is where this is going. So it is not to say that uh, what Activision and, and Raven are proposing is explicitly an like a, a union busting tactic on its own. It is awfully convenient that that news comes days after that department announces they would like to be formally recognized uh, as as a union. Um, and part of what Activision then proposed. Afterwards, by not uh, voluntarily recognizing the union, was that they would like uh, Raven Software as a studio to vote whether or not they want to become a union. Um, once you start acting the entire studio, that's more people. It gets more complicated. Um, this is a common way of kind of like gunking up the works on forming a union. You know, like the small group that wants to do a thing for themselves. Well, if you suddenly spread that out to hundreds of employees instead of like, right. you know, a, a couple of dozen, it's going to make it more difficult to get everyone on, on the same page. And so uh, that's currently where that uh, stands. Um, and uh, so, so uh, at Raven studio, the, like I'm assuming not everyone at Raven is working on so it is working on QA for, for Activision. Am I correct? No, yeah, they're like they, so, they. Raven became like a Call of Duty support studio um, years back, and then we're like building levels for the multiplayer sections of games, right. and then are now, I believe, primarily uh, doing like design and QA for to support Warzone. I see. So, ne- so basically, they're offloading the the union recognition to be within Raven itself rather than like between Activision and Yeah, and, and from what I understand like the um like the National Labor Re- uh uh board can deny Activision's request to have Activision uh ask for the entire studio to vote for unionization so it's not necessarily a done deal that because Activision says Raven right. you got to do it as a studio that's the path forward but um it is a possibility and like now you have to go through a process you start stretching out that process you know again even if like individually these may not seem as though it is uh you know like bobby kotick like coming down and being like don't form a union you chuckle fucks uh like the like all of these individual acts add up to trying to create doubt fear um Absolutely. as opposed to just saying yeah man it's cool like do you guys yeah. want to just like negotiate as a, as a unit um that's fine um so We'll have to see where it goes uh, from here, but uh, I just wanted to make sure we got folks up to up to date on where we are with that uh, at the moment. Um, and we can, I don't know, we can skip the other stuff unless people have strong feelings about that. I do. What? Which one? Were you going to say Star Wars from Respawn? 
I was going to say Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark Forces reboot, please, uh, would be my my thought there. Um, what is what is your strong thought? I mean, if someone's gonna do it, I'm like happy. Respawn is doing it because I didn't finish Fallen Order, but I liked Fallen Order a lot, and I also mm-hmm. like Respawn as a company a lot. So they don't miss. Also, they well, don't miss. Okay, they did make the Medal of Honor VR game. <laughs> they missed on that. That one did was they? not. The game was not very good. Not they it. made a good doc. There was a good documentary that won an Oscar or was nominated. One, I think it won. It won. It won. Right? Yeah. That was Rob's. Rob's whole bit was he interviewed the documentarians and then <gasps> like after the Oscars, like stayed up till four in the morning, like writing up his interview <laughs> to try and make it timely. Um, so the game itself was not not very good, but. Um, they largely, they largely do not miss Titanfall, Titanfall 2, Apex Legends, Fallen Order, like a really smart studio full of lots of really smart people. Yeah. You know, if you're going to put all of your eggs into a basket, uh, I mean, they are kind of stretching Respawn like weirdly thin, right? Like I think Vincent Pella is also overseeing the Battlefield unit and how that world is going to expand. So there's yeah. a little bit of EA being like, well, we've got this good thing. But stretch it out as far as we we can. But I don't know. So far, so good from respawn. I, I, like I, I'm ex- I'm excited that like I could be playing a Fallen Order two later this year and a Star Wars FPS a couple of years from now. Um, yeah, I mean dope. it's uh, it's shocking that it's that more than one game is being announced and like I don't I I don't know that like it just seems like a lot for the company to take on and yeah. I mean, these things we also had this week. Uh, Blizzard uh, announced that they're doing, they're making a survival game that doesn't have a title. They said it's in a new universe, uh, and they posted, they announced it alongside uh, like job listings. And uh, we also I had completely missed that. Yep, and we also had Crytek announce in a teaser trailer that they're making Crisis Four, and also said, and here's where we're hiring. I mean. What's funny about the both of these is, or all three of these, like the Star Wars announcements are tied into this as well, is like one of the dirty secrets, or not so dirty, but like one of the secrets of why games are announced years and years in advance with CG is, trailers mm-hmm. um, is not just because they're not ready to be shown, but it is it is simultaneously sort of like a morale boost for like for people who are about to embark on a project mm-hmm. for several years, and also recruitment effort. Like those yes. videos are, hey. This shit look cool. Come help us actually realize Absolutely. the vision of this uh, uh, of this CG trailer. Um, and so, posting job descriptions alongside it is just formalizing what was happening anyway, uh, yeah. and is, is a little more honest of just how the process works. And so, um, uh, yeah. I guess, and you could also imagine that Activision is probably having some difficulty. Or Blizzard is having, I guess, both both of them probably having difficulty with talent retention and getting talent to come on board. So, you know, announcing stuff like that early and trying to beef up interest makes yeah. makes some sense. But um, interesting that Blizzard. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, you go. My thing is going back. So you go. Oh, I was gonna say interesting that Blizzard is getting into the survival game market. I mean, it feels like that's one I, of the two like big things that everyone like now. That's the new battle royale as far as things that people think are popular with the kids sort of thing right. you know and it's, it's like before AAA survival has really gotten games. into it right exactly yeah. it's all been indie stuff that's hit right you know like the rusts and the valheims and stuff that i don't know it feels like it was inevitable for a triple a to try to do one in that style 
Um, yeah, I guess thinking of it's in, it's wild that it has taken this long. Right, right. It's like, uh, yeah. What was it? Isn't there like an arc? What was the arc thing? Is there an arc know. movie or something? I don't know. Like arc has gotten huge, yeah, there's but that was arc, an indie game, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and so like you know, it was inevitable that the AAA would eventually be like, hmm, maybe that, maybe us. <laughs> um. What I was going to bring up before about the 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 the, the games, I did, I hadn't realized this. Um, the announcement had included a strategy game, and I was like, "Respawn strategy," but that's actually being developed by X XCOM people from yeah. Veraxis, yeah. and that's very exciting to me. Um, yeah, I saw Rob on on Twitter saying he was like prepared to go to war to do like to defend. <laughs> The last Star Wars uh, Rebellion, I think, is like the last Star Wars RTS. I, apparently, that has a, a a cult following. I didn't play. Uh, I think it's. I think it was Rebellion. Um, I. I don't know that there's. Nope, that's a board game. That's a, <laughs> nope. That is also a, nope. It's also a video game. Oh, no, I think it's both. It it's both. Are they? Yeah. I could. I, here's I the thing. I, don't know. I would. I would not put it past Rob to be like, "Yo, this board game would make an excellent video game." <laughs> like the opposite of all the like the Bloodborne pe- the Bloodborne board game. Like, hey, take the the strategy stuff from this board game and make it into a strategy game. That that makes sense to me. Um, I just feel like it's one of the spots where I think you can do a lot in the Star Wars universe, and they don't make enough of those games, right? Like, they don't make enough. Like it's always you say that now, but at, at the speed yeah. at which they're announcing Star Wars games, right? I, I, no, I mean, I feel in they don't make enough strategy games in Star Wars, right? Like I feel like yeah, all no, we get true. is action. It's a lot of because I mean mm-hmm. it's an adventure series, but like there's still you know some of my favorite stuff in Battlefield uh, Two was just like the the, ga- the galaxy map mode back in like the on the P- the PS2 one mm. where you could like you know move your little. It was like very the barest amount of strategy, but it was enough to be like. This is yeah. this is fun, and I want more of it. So, that's I mean, if exciting. you look at Star Wars, if you look at Star Wars as a franchise, it 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 it, inc- it manifests in so many different mediums, yeah. so many different forms. It's it that's a good precedent for it also having success in many different mediums and forms in um in games. I think, yeah, um, but. Yeah, I mean they are like hero adventure stories at the end of the day. So Yeah. Um I can see why at least like modernly so- there hasn't been that many. I'm sure there are some old games that I never heard of that exist that are more strategy based, but before my time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be me playing those games. <laughs> I'm sure Rob knows. Yeah, Rob is well. Rob is, I don't know. I don't know if Rob listens to the podcast that he isn't on, so he can silently shake his fist. Hopefully, Rob has us hey, Rob. on a speaker. Yeah, wherever he is right now, speaker. he's so, he's so oh, mad. oh my god, he like, Rob is in the chat. Yeah, we we fucking <laughs> we summoned Rob, him. Rob just uh, we were posting screenshots of Star Wars shit. And Rob just entered our group chat and said, "I cannot believe I'm missing this. Are you really doing this to me?" Well, I specifically posted a screenshot of Star Wars uh, Rebellion, which, if, <laughs> yes, you know, you. rewind the tape. I said, I'm pretty sure Rob yeah. is hyped for that game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I conjured him. Get off Discord. Rob, uh, yeah, Rob what Rob should partner. do is he should put our recording on 
on a speakerphone so he can listen to what we're doing in real time but cannot contribute. Right. Um, just come into the call and just leave it leave it on in the background. <laughs> Rob's missing the conclusion to the computer. Star Wars Rebellion talk. Damn. Um, Rob, just load up Star Wars Rebellion. You should stream that. People, I think I think that people want to see you play Star Wars Rebellion and give it a uh, <laughs> the defense uh, that it deserves. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna drop take... I'm gonna drop that into uh, one of our oh one into of our the Trello. Yeah, Rob plays <laughs> Star Wars Rebellion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's take because we've already gone long. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're gonna talk about the games we've been playing. Kato's finally gonna let us know. About Pokemon, yeah, uh, some some game Woo. called Strange Horticulture, and I, I I and then I'll talk about trying to play video games, tr- having spent five years avoiding playing video games with my daughter, and now I'm being dragged into playing them because she's showing a genuine interest in my. I'm conflicted, so <laughs> we'll be back wow. after the break. See you in a second. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Kato, Pokemon, Atreyu, Atreus. Uh, <laughs> Atreyu. Atreyu. Alcor. Uh, what is this one called? Alcor. Um, well, that's what's, it's funny you say that because I don't know. Uh, Ar- Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus? Arceus? Does anyone Who could say, say it? Arceus. Arceus. They, they don't, they don't, there's no, there's no voice acting in the game. It, classic Pokemon. Just it's not like Resident boxes. Evil where you <laughs> hit start and it's like Pokemon, Pokemon. Legends Arceus. Arceus. <laughs> um, I think, I but think yeah, technically it's Arceus. The big new. Yeah, uh, the big new uh, open world Pokemon game coming strangely several just several months after the last big Pokemon game, which is yeah. a, a remake of uh, well, that barely to the counts. DS. Well, but, I, but <laughs> Nintendo doesn't publish a lot of games. Yeah. And to publish two Titan level Pokemon games yeah, yeah. Uh, within six months of each other is 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 interesting. It's why I kept thinking this game was going to get delayed. Right. It's like why not just release this in April? I mean, they, uh, they maybe should have at points, but I'll we can get okay. into that. The All right, well, let's get into it. It's it's um it is technically even though it's Pokémon Legends Arceus, it's got this weird name. People are considering it the next big like mainline Pokémon game. Um those are generally an always evolution, made, so to speak. Yeah. Uh those are generally made by by Game Freak and like Game Freak didn't handle the the rework that was a that was uh ah. shipped out to a different studio. Um but they've been working on what I've affectionately uh heard called uh Breath of the Pokemon. Uh when you're mm. looking at that original uh trailer, if you like pull up the launch trailer for Breath of the Wild and the launch trailer or the uh, announcement trailer for uh Pokemon Legends Arceus, it's strikingly similar. 
Um, but it is essentially the kind of open world, you know, uh, open, <laughs> open worlding of Pokemon. Um, they've, they've really swung for the fences here and I think they hit on a lot of points and it's, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, Can I just to, I stop you there? To, like the, the, the fact that you are the one thing, you know, I don't play a lot of Pokemon games, like drop them. Um, yeah. Like I kind of fell off them after, after middle school. And, uh, but the thing that I always, I love like reading about it. Cause like the Pokemon fans are like about as passionate, um, and irrational, um, <laughs> as, as like fan bases come. Uh-huh. Um, and the thing you never, ever hear someone say in regards to, at least in like recent history, a new Pokemon game is they swung for the fences. Nope. <laughs> like it is, nope. This is a studio that over over and over is seen as like hyper conservative, yeah. deeply incremental. Granted, that's like in many ways represents Nintendo as a company, but like institutionally Pokemon as a franchise has always been... In, in, again, in recent history, yeah. uh, something where it's like, here's another, here's another one of those, and here are the handful of changes we've made. But really, it's to like the uh, the average person. It kind of seems like the the same game with uh, new uh, Pokemon. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's a very strong. If it's not broke, don't fix it mentality to like a detrimental degree, essentially. Like, and I think even though Pokemon has always sold well, something finally. Like they finally decided to do something really, really different, and it's it's exciting, and um, I think it mostly works. Like the structure of this game is uh completely different to uh any other one where you're no longer it's no longer just like RPG battles with your Pokemon. You are essentially walking around an open world where the Pokemon are wandering around, and they all act like wild animals. Some of them, when you approach them, will run away. Some of them, when you approach them, will fucking try to eat you, basically. And Good. You know what? You know, yeah. finally, right. the finally. Pokemon they can fight, fight back. back the way they should have. <laughs> yes. Um, I've been waiting for this. And, and so um, much of the game is actually kind of a weird open world stealth game where you're trying to make your way through the world and catch Pokemon. You have a slightly higher chance of catching Pokemon when they're unawares from you. And if you hit them with the Pokeball in the back, they you're basically, um, it's like you have two things that you can throw, like two, uh, you can either throw out a Pokeball that has a Pokemon in it and they'll interact with whatever is around them when they land, or you're throwing a hmm. bunch of throwable items like berries to attract Pokemon or, you know, uh, firecrackers to like scare, uh, Pokemon away or Pokeballs that if you hit them, it'll try to catch them and you can kind of, uh, you know, uh, change the rate of, uh, how likely you are to capture one by doing certain things like feeding them or, you know, staying hidden and things like that. Um, but it's, it's the, everything in the game is like, it doesn't cut away the way, like, um, the old Pokemon games are when you go into battle and things like that. Like it's all throw the ball, capture like like cut yeah. like you know the, the traditional kind of JRPG swipe. Right, exactly. where, like, we're going to a different mode, and you know, like uh, you're still in the world. Like if you throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon, and there's another one that's too close, all of a sudden it's a two v one against your Pokemon and things like that. Like oh, it wow. matters where shit cool. is. Um, one time I got chased down by a group of like they 
they'll they'll start to do pack maneuvers like a group of shanks where just these little like dog cat electric things um Mm -hmm. like i accidentally ran into one and started to run away and then i ran into two more and they started to like go around me and i threw out a pokeball a pokemon just like "Ah, i guess i have to battle one of them and it turned into a battle of all three of them like they were all within like there's like a radius of where just they're all included and it was like oh fuck i'm fucked um and at that point does the game transition to a more traditional like a pokemon like attack or, or does everything remain in real time even in in combat no once you're in combat it is um it is uh turn-based but you basically have an action like um a list uh, an action list you can see what order the pokemon are going to be attacking in and there's a new mechanic here where um you can choose a different type of uh attack style basically for certain moves uh they have two styles strong style and agile style both of these styles cost more of the like pokemon points like you can only use a move 10 times before you have to heal a pokemon mm-hmm. um this will cost double whatever it normally costs and then it'll either make it super fast but a little bit weaker or make it super strong but then you don't go for you don't go as soon again in the in the turn order so there's like oh, turn see. order manipulation here that didn't exist in in their like that's that is completely new. You can I like once was able to get three moves in a row off of on a Pokemon because that Pokemon was trying to do a strong move and I I did three super fast agile moves and like was able to get a KO and like that sort of thing is like they've changed even the base battle. There, there was some of that in the uh, you know uh, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, the most recent one, like I, which we a bunch of a couple of us played, me and Austin played yeah. just a couple hours of, and like that was also. So I, I didn't play a ton of that, but I, I appreciated the time that I did play not, in it where it was uh, like you were not rise hu- stories, right? Is that when the RPG so, uh, stories? That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes, 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 yes. Where you were a lot of the game was, you know, a rock, paper, scissoring to manipulate sort of like the, the order of, mm. of the battle yeah. uh, beyond just like hit with something that has a weakness. So you do, uh, right. you know, better damage. A hundred percent. And like that. That has, like, changed. Like, I've been using a lot more of the sort of, like, uh, power-up stat moves and shit like that because, like, I can do them in Agile style. There's no real detriment. Like, they still give me the same bonus. I just do them faster. It just costs more uh, PP to, to actually cast it. And then I can still do an attack right after that, right? Like, it, it just has changed the way that uh, you even consider, like, battling. Um, the other mm. thing about this is... This is, like, this takes place basically in the past, in, in like, the Pokemon history's past, and you are part of a, a team that is making the first Pokedex ever, um, which means, like, oh, normally wow. in a Pokemon game, you catch a Pokemon, and, like, the idea is you're trying to fill out your personal Pokedex. That's but once, my favorite thing to do in Pokemon games. Yeah. Is to complete the Pokedex. Yeah. That's, like, the thing I play it for. It's I super fun. and the ab- exact opposite. That sounds like... <laughs> A nightmare, um, oh. uh, which we can get to that because uh, you've mentioned before, Kato, about like it's hard for you to put your yourself in the situation of like how does this game read to someone that's yeah. not already like a Pokemaniac? But, <laughs> yeah, continue. Uh, since you're making the first one, instead of it just automatically filling in when you catch one, you have to do you have to actually do the research 
to fill it out. So the first time you catch one, it gives you like one research point. You catch a couple more and that research goes up. You see them. There's like li- there's like a little list in the Pokedex of like things you can do to fill out the fill out this entry. One of them is like defeat a certain type with a certain type of move. So it's like I can yeah. defeat the Rosalia with um I have to defeat it with a fire move and that gives me a research point. Or if I catch a Rosalia and see it use absorb like if I see it use absorb enough times, it'll give me another research point. And eventually it fills in like once you get 10 research points, that Pokemon entry is done and you can see like all the information that you would normally see in the Pokedex, like the locations you can find it and uh, what kind of food it likes, which is useful because you can feed them food in the wild to try to get them to be easier to catch. Um, uh-huh. And that part of it is really has been really great i've always been a kind of in-betweener on the pokedex like i will try up to a point and like if i miss a really rare one in an area and it's like taking a little bit too long i'll move on and be like i'll come back after the post game and then i never really do i get to like 80 yeah. percent most of the time i'm like that's yeah. that's enough i guess but i still like the idea of like trying to fill the collection and in this one like it's so fun just like going around and doing these different interactions, battling them and catching catching a bunch of them to fill out the decks that I think I'm going to actually finish it this time. Like, I just want to, Are you, to do that. Because you, you mentioned sort of the puzzle aspect of like approaching, like using right. berries to, to feed them or, or like, is that stuff that is pure experimentation on your part? Like, all right, this is a new Pokemon. I don't exactly know how they're going to react or... Like how are you? How does that figure into the aspect of of like the exploration? Like, yeah. are you like getting an encyclopedia back in town? Um, no, yeah, it's totally up to experimentation. Like the first time I ran into uh, Togepi, which is like this little egg baby Pokemon, very cute Pokemon. I wasn't sure how to approach it, so I kind of like did a slow approach to see if it it would even notice run at, run at me or run away or whatever, and it disappeared almost instantly it was one of these things i hadn't seen in any of the other pokemon where it's like oh it's super skittish i have to be it has to be completely unaware of my presence Uh, and like you have to kind of figure that out for each pokemon some of them don't give a fuck that you're there and will just kind of like walk around like Bidoof's like you can walk up and kick a Bidoof probably and it's not gonna do Hell anything yeah. Bidoof's been asking don't, for it. no never kick the Bidoof I'm just saying they they're that slow and un, 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 unassuming um some of them like uh fucking um there's um like some of them are super aggressive and like I almost got got by a pack of Drifloons which is this ghost Pokemon they have they have a move that can put you to sleep and I got hit with that and then like I was just stunned and then two other defloons like float up and start doing fucking psychic attacks that actually deal damage to me and I faint like I fainted I just got completely caught out and it's like I've never experienced like the a sense of any sort of fear or conflict in the wild in a Pokemon game it's like yeah yeah I'm gonna make it through Mount Moon is maybe like the most treacherous thing in the in any Pokemon game ever and that was just like in the first one after that a lot of the dungeons didn't feel particularly challenging um you have to like artificially create difficulty yes often in in Pokemon games whether that's like taking off XP share in the newer ones or like doing Nuzlocke runs or different things like that Otherwise, like, the games aren't 
hard. It, no. They're, no, they're like, but they, I mean, they started as RPGs for kids. Right. And then yeah. people got very attracted to the collection aspect. And it seems like they've, that has been maintained for better and worse, depending on like which, where you are in like your age right. or like, like, you know, I mean, it's Pokemon is very similar to, you know, franchises like Star Wars, where it's like, okay, what do we do with a franchise <laughs> that converted yep. a bunch of kids into super fans, but then, they didn't give it up. Yeah. And now we have to try and find a way to appeal to like the, the broad uh, spectrum. Like the Pokemon company's approach to that is basically been to be like, we're not. We know you're here anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep making these games for kids. And I mean, they make some concessions. It's not that they're completely ignoring yeah. the hardcore community, but they have more or less kept their eyes on the ball of we are going to cater these towards a younger demographic and uh, rely on the fact like the bones of Pokemon yeah. will continue to appeal to a larger groups of people with the understanding that like, look, if you want the hardcore RPG, go find it somewhere else. Cause that's not what this is. But like, this is the first case and like giving it the legends, like branding certainly suggests like, Hey, we might be like diverging, right? Like where you're going to, you will probably still get like the traditional Pokemon games have been making, but that legends is almost like, Hey, you know, like Pokemon for adults or, or folks who are looking for something that's a little more mechanically involved. Yeah, it's it's it definitely feels like the 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 hardest or like the most they've successfully sold the idea that Pokemon in the wild are dangerous. Like that was always mm-hmm. the thing in the original games. Like you don't go into the tall grass without a Pokemon, you might get got by other Pokemon. And like that never you never really felt that, right? It was always like, oh sure, that's well, I, I'll believe you, I guess, but it doesn't seem that that bad out here. This it feels like yes, these are wild animals. They <laughs> are in their own space, and like you're the one invading, kind of. Um, and it's 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 really fun to like kind of navigate those spaces and like decide when to engage and like decide when to just kind of like you know what i can't take this fight or i'm i'm, I'm running low on berries i'm gonna you know try to find my way around instead um and i think the 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 the, the addition of like having to kind of fill out the pokedex like having you do more targeted tasks uh has made filling out the pokedex more fun for me um than just like you catch one and you're done. You're good. Um, it will, and then, uh, you know, like watching folks, uh, like friends of mine that like play these games, like there's also like the RNG like aspect of right. it where you're like, you're like roaming around hoping you're going to run in to a creature so you can catch it. So you can add it to your collection. I know like the, yeah. like the shinies were like a huge oh my part God, of that that's a in, whole... in some of the recent games. Yeah. Right. But I just mean like, that is definitely like one of those things where that's where they've leaned into the hardcore collection crowd. Right. Um, how does that work here? Like, is it just, if you know where to look, they're just going to show up or, or is there still an, an aspect of like, all right, I guess I need to go sleep in the town to reset the RNG of the area. Hoping right. I'll run into whoever. I'm not a hundred percent sure how, shinies work yet specifically and that has always been kind of uh at end game there's like a method where you could kind of farm for shinies and like make that the chance that you get one go up um but for things like a rare pokemon it seems like what they you know they've just kind of um made them harder to find in general it feels less like you're going out with the 
goal of finding a specific thing and like walking back and forth in like a specific patch of grass, then you are exploring an area and like you'll be right. happy when you see one that is random, is like rarer. Like you're like, oh, I haven't seen, I've seen a bunch of these other ones, but that's the only one of those I've seen. And then you would start, you like take a step, you start to figure out, okay, how, how can I approach this without it seeing me? Right. Like it becomes a different, a different kind of, um, like it's a little less like you're choosing to to hunt in a specific spot for a thing. It's more like, oh, I was surprised to find this here, and now because it's, it, I haven't seen many of these. I'm going to change my right. tactics here. Um, I, I think like having it be that you're kind of exploring these open areas really just changes the way that you're engaging with the collection aspect of it at all, really. And there are certain um. You you start to learn kind of like, oh, another thing I haven't mentioned is they have like a day-night cycle. And so that also changes where things are. Like ghost Pokemon only come out at night, obviously, things like that. Um, so you start to learn kind of like, oh, if I go over here in the morning, there'll definitely be some of this kind of common thing and things like that. Um, but on first pass, when you're first like exploring an area and like they have uh, a few different... I think uh, I'm not ex- I'm not at the end of the game. I'm like halfway through. I think I've seen three biomes, and I think there's uh, five if I'm cutting up the map mm-hmm. correctly in my head. Um, <laughs> but like when you first enter one of these areas, like the first, it's like you're slowly uncovering map just by you know you don't have there's no towers in this game or anything. Like you can see the land masses, but you start to uncover like it goes from kind of being grayed out to be like being like fully colored in as you like walk Mm -hmm. around and explore. And the way that Pokemon are kind of dangerous to kind of just walk past makes it so that the exploration is kind of a big is is the, is the game, right? It's finding the edges of the space and trying to traverse while there's things that want to kill you or that you want to catch kind of wandering around, you know? Um, it's 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 kind of it's it's difficult to describe because I feel like the, it's a combination of things that um I feel like I haven't even seen in other games like a lot of monster collection stuff that is RPG like um like S and T five and things like that yeah are all um still in that very like strict RPG model of battles that are separate and like this one is treating these Pokemon as wild animals that are living kind of in a space and you're you're passing through and interacting with them in their natural habitat which right. i think is um it, it's, it leans a little closer to the 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 monster hunter sort of thing except that you're fighting them with other pokemon instead of you know fighting them one on one um uh and yeah i've been really i've been really enjoying it there's um there's a lot of even there's like these boss encounters too with certain Pokemon where like I defeated one without using any Pokemon to battle it. Like they have this, they have this mechanic for uh, some bosses where they're like frenzied. And the point is that you're trying to calm them down. You can't mm-hmm. catch them even. They're like these kind of like, um, they call them uh, Pokemon Lords. They're like uh, respected by the local like people and like, you're just trying to stop them from rampaging basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get these, like this throwable that you have to hit them with, but it turns into kind of like a mini, like dark souls boss where what you're doing is just 
learning attack patterns and dodging and then taking a mm. moment to like throw a That's bunch of awesome. these like uh soothing bombs at them to try to get the life <laughs> the like it's like their frenzy bar but it's essentially a life bar down and like if you stun them enough you can throw out a pokemon to do extra damage but there was one where the stun the the stun moment was so short that I didn't switch to a Pokemon fast enough and it just started a new round of attacks. And I I ended up finishing that boss fight without getting into the Pokemon battle at all, which was really neat. Just like, oh, I got through a story bit in a Pokemon game without actually (laughs) being in a Pokemon battle. It's just like a crazy thing to say about a Pokemon game, you know? Um, And it was really fun. Like, I think they got the iframes on that dodge real nice. And it's it's a little... yeah. Like, I think it's one very, it's very impressive to me that, uh, I guess I'm very surprised that the, that the game's being received so positive. I had such low expectations for this game. Yeah. Um, mostly just because of the, of the tradition of the Pokemon company (laughs) and Game Freak just doing the same thing over and over again. I just like, didn't, I like barely kept up on it because I just didn't really have much to, much to expect, but how is I mean, obviously, one of the main talking points of uh, Arceus as it was coming out was how rough the frame rate and general gameplay yeah. performance looked. So I'm curious if that's been substantially improved or if that's something that you kind of learn to live with and it doesn't get in the way too much. There were in the original launch trailers, there were some Pokemon that were at like 15 frames a second for some reason. Like as mm-hmm. the character was walking up to them, all of that's gone. And also, like the world, like the, the world, world kind of spawning in. Yeah, the the there is still pretty visible pop in if you're paying attention. But yeah. I'm usually so engaged with the things that are happening di- in my direct periphery that I'm like not paying attention to where the pop in is happening. Like, yeah. I think the environments need some work. Game Freak is still not good at building open environments that look good from far away uh it like whenever you look out over the landscape you're like oh that hmm that they don't really create like dy- dynamics like the, yeah just i mean at least i mean they've, they've been they've yeah. spent 20 years making top-down rpgs right and like that's where their yeah. art style has has been and so with Sword and Shield, the oh, the wild areas were also kind of rough. Like they, they were fine, super flat. But They're yeah, very, very flat, flat and yeah. kind of like a little too open. They didn't know how to place trees convincingly. It still has a few of those problems. They're getting better at it, um, but they fixed the frame rate stuff. So I haven't had any frame rate hitches at all. And the the pop in is like if you're really looking out at the edge of where you're go- heading towards you can see things obviously like popping into uh into yeah. view but it's the game is so uh it's much more focused on like your immediate surroundings in a way that it's not bothered me really you know i think this wow. is where they need to like move next is to learn how to really make open worlds like areas look good um, yeah, they need some people. They need some people from the the Breath of the Wild team to come over and be like, "Look, this is how we <laughs> designed some of the like. This is how we made exactly. the grass not look like three little like you know sticks <laughs> coming out of the ground sometimes." Um, yeah, and some, not, I think it's I think it's I think it's easy to uh, point at Switch games, especially at this point in the Switch's life cycle. Be like, "Well, 
you know, the hardware is really behind. Yeah. But, but Breath of the Wild looks better than this game. Yes. And hundred percent on, <laughs> it was largely made on previous hardware. So I think this is more of a artistic, uh, not I mean not deficiency, but like it's, their artistic yeah. choices yeah. Uh, are are coming into play here more than the Switch's uh, aging hardware. I mean, it's, it doesn't help. I'm sure that Game Freak would benefit from a lower, like f- like a higher floor right. of hardware. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that. Like if, if, if there was a Switch two, the frame rate would just be better with the exact <laughs> same yeah. game. Um, had- but I, th- I think it is the case that like the the arts the art choices here are an issue. Yeah, they've yeah. at least I'm they've very- at least thankfully like frame rate hasn't been an issue at all which was the biggest thing i was worried about which like could kill like dodge mechanics especially like if it gets really framey during a fight and that hasn't been a a problem but it it feels like the art choices and the the things they do with lighting especially in the opening area just like eh, it's workable it passes it's it's not bad enough to distract from the gameplay but it's not good enough for me to take a screenshot and be like damn look at that Look at that cool yeah. ass mountain or whatever, you know, and I want to be I'm, able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if this sort of divergence, you know, if we do end up with these kind of two branching threads of of Pokemon games like this more open world and having this more traditional RPG, um, if the Legends branch will <laughs> will be subject to the sort of slow iteration that the RPG branches. Oh I mean, God. this is such yeah. a, this sounds like such a big jump from yeah. like Pokemon games of the past that I'm curious if, if I'm like, I'm very curious what Pokemon legends two will look like right. and feel like. Right. Um, yeah. Like maybe they feel freed up to not have to like, look, we have this other line of Pokemon. Yeah. It's going to stay incremental and conservative and just, and you know, you know, just kind of move along in the in the path we've been going for twenty plus years now. Yeah. And then Legends is like this, like, hey, like we're pitching this to a different audience, and it allows us to try, you know, try different things yeah. and more radically shift things up when they inevitably yeah. make you know a second one of these. I I, I would hope, that's like I think the for Pokemon fans, I that's like the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. Right. You know, uh, and that's that would be really encouraging if they are able to go down that path. Yeah. I. I. I'm glad they took as big a swing as they did on this one because it's been goddamn minute since anything has been this <laughs> exciting in a mainline Pokemon game. Um, and uh, I just like, yeah, I hope the iterations on this on this uh, style come a little faster than they have in the in the base game. But, you know. Time will tell. Um, I was going to say, yeah, lower your yeah, expectations. Yeah. That's usually <laughs> what you should. Yeah. Yeah. Do with Nintendo. Um, we did have one Damn. question come in. Uh, I'm going to pull in from the question bucket uh, from Brian. Uh, it says, hello, Waypoint. I'm guessing that the game Kata was very excited for <laughs> and can talk about on the Friday pod. I think I wrote that in the newsletter on, on Monday. Yeah. Um, it's Pokemon Legends. Uh, if that's the case, here's a question for Kato about the game. Based on the early trailers and such, the new Pokemon game seems to be based specifically on the yes. uh, Meiji uh, era colonization of uh, Hokkaido. Um, from the perspective of the Japanese colonizers. Does the game actually address the themes of colonization at all? And if so, how well do they do? My expectations were super low, given that it's a Pokemon game. Um, but are the indigenous people of uh, Hokkaido uh, even represented at all? Or is it just doing the, quote, empty, unclaimed land waiting for us to settle it, end quote, bullshit narrative that the trailers make it seem like? Thanks, Brian. This is, this is, this point is part of why I didn't have impressions on Wednesday. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah, Nintendo Nintendo provided one of the strictest, most specific embargoes. Yeah. I have ever seen. <laughs> I've seen a lot of them. I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. And this one was impressive. Uh, it goes past Claymores, its, past Claymores even. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my, like, yeah. Individual characters that you couldn't talk about. Um, there was like a there was a list. Yeah, just a list of like NPCs that you can't say the name of, basically. Um, yeah. And it's and like well, it's, some some of that stuff does have like especially from RPGs from Japanese companies. Right. It is not uncommon to get these like hyper like the amount of times I have gotten an embargo for a Japanese role playing game, and instead of <laughs> like a warning about like major plot point it's like please don't spoil that this this character dies right. and it's like what why would you list that in the bullet points um That's so it's like not that. it is not uncommon for especially games of this type to have hyper specific uh, embargoes cuz japanese studios especially are are very careful about their stories and how much is presented pre-release but even but this one this one was mm. this was an all-timer yeah. um but so but, so yeah yeah speaking to this like um you see this a lot in in kind of Japanese media when you kind of talk about the like early modernization of Japan uh, and the, the like Meiji the Meiji Restoration as it was called. Um, the the there's um, they basically have made this um, this little town like it's it's very obvious that the little town Jubilee Village that you're a part of is extremely like Western influenced. Um, this was around the era where like they were, Japan was forced to open trade with the West where before they had been very, uh, you know, kind of closed off. Um, and they started like the, 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 like the like headquarters that you're in has, um, sword and shield took place in the UK, basically in Pokemon UK and mm-hmm. it looks they have like a um the 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 galarian um what's it called uh wheezing the the that poison pokemon in oh, that yeah, in, yeah. from With that the from hat. the uk area has the top hat there's one of those like as a smokestack on the building like they're very obviously connecting those two worlds and mm. there are two tribes in the area that are the people that you're mostly helping the, the the people the like native people of this of this land are worship and like coexist with these pokemon lords and they're the ones that you're kind of helping when they go into a frenzy and so i don't know like i don't actually know that the history super well of that of what happened in hokkaido and in japan but for the story that they're telling here it's absolutely one of trying to coexist with these people um, like obviously part of that does include the Western ideas of what modernization means being brought, like brought in and kind of slowly disseminated, which is a, its own form of kind of soft power colonization. Um, mm. I'm not to the end of the game, so I don't know exactly where those storylines go, but there is at least that, like they have those, uh, and I don't know whether the, the dress in that fits with the indigenous dress of people in that area with Japan. Like, I don't know how one-to-one that is, but there is in the narrative two tribes that live in this area and then your village, which is newcomers to the area. And I think, unfortunately, I haven't gotten far enough to really see 
how those plot lines uh diverge but so far it's been very kind of respectful like they're not here to take over the land you, you as the as the part of the survey corps are literally just researching and there isn't ever any sort of like movement to take up more space from the village it's just like we're here and we're gonna kind of survive in this spot that we've kind of carved out so like it doesn't have some of the problems that going back to monster hunter a lot of in in a world specifically there was a lot of like oh we're gonna start building (laughs) building outward bases right like they literally put in like the expansion these dragons they're attacking (laughs) us thus they're evil so (laughs) genocide seems like time to kill them all uh and Um, yeah so far in this it's all it's been a lot of like learning and exchanging um ideals with the the native people of that land and there there hasn't been any like um derision towards their towards their practices like we've helped them with the their their troubles with the 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 pokemon that they they worship but it's never been like look at these idiots worshiping worshiping pokemon it's been like right this we need to be we we would like to learn how to be- better coexist with Pokemon because everyone else sees them as monsters that we can't live with, right? So there's a mm-hmm. I think it's like probably uh like softening the whole thing for uh you know I mean it's still aimed I think at like teens and stuff like it's not like right quote unquote adult right like those those themes are being softened to not like. I'm sure like what actually happened there was probably a lot worse than what is happening in this Pokemon game. Um, and I'm curious to see where the storyline ends up because it's, it's, it's interesting to, to have that kind of, you know, historical parallel here where normally the Pokemon games have not done a whole ton to actually, you know, touch on things like politics or people move. It's always been kind of very, yeah, you know, very fantasy specific to the one per the protagonist like getting the eight gyms. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. stayed out of uh, the politics of what's happening in the world ever. And like this one, yeah. it's like, oh no, we're gonna talk about like how we how we are coming into this land. How there are people who are already here that we have to interact with, and whether or not they're gonna fight us and things like that. Um, so that's also interesting, and uh, I wish. I had gotten further into the game. I'm still, yeah, I'm still, I'm optimistic that it's not going to be bad. At worst, it's basically going to kind of hand wave the conflict a little bit, but that's kind of better than ignoring that there was ever a conflict <laughs> Better than the all. monster hunter approach. Yeah, and way better than, yeah, just being like, yeah, yeah no, we're yeah, going to take over yeah. this land now. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing how, how it ends up. I know people are really excited for, for this game and, um, uh, I, I'm happy for you, Kato. Thank, thank that you. It is the, I'm, the, the I'm game that so you're looking forward to. God, uh, turned out turned out pretty good. At the very worst, it's like really interesting, which yeah, is yeah. Uh, that's a good place to be with a franchise that hundred percent one can have a love and hate relationship with. Yeah. Um, uh, Natalie, you have been playing uh, a game. I called, played a video game. You did, Woo! you know, and that's Guys, we're not even going to talk about it. It is just we're here to congratulate Natalie yeah. on <laughs> playing a game because that's one of the most consistent things I hear about when people God. go into making games is time to stop playing them. Um, yep. So you played a game called 
strange horticulture. What's the I did. The deal? the deal is it's good. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to know. And Damn. Again, I done uh, dusted. Strange horti- <laughs> yeah. Shane horticulture. I picked up last week. Um, I think I had played the demo maybe for it when during one of those like Steam demo events. Right. Um, which I love that they're doing now. I think it's cool. I and I'm glad Xbox does has started doing them too. Yeah. It's like we're gonna put out some kind of janky, like slight you know, usually <laughs> when we say demos, it's uh like very uh like polished. A slice. Like yeah, and it's like when the game's almost done. Whereas I, yeah. I I've enjoyed the fact that uh, I mean, Steam's done this for some years now, but that Xbox is like putting up and they have to put like warnings. It's like, hey, by the way, like the games, these Not games are like super still being made. So kind of yeah. chill if like there are issues. And I think that that's cool and helps get some of these games some attention that they might not get if, uh, you know, you're just putting out trailers and things like that. 100%. Um, I ended up replaying before I, I bought it. I ended up replaying the demo and as soon as I finished the demo, I immediately bought it. I was like, <laughs> I was like upset that the demo had ended. Um, but it comes from uh, the developer Bad Viking, who have done um, a few games now. I haven't played any of their other games. Um, Circle Empires, Rivals, Sacred Fire, Railroad Corporation. Two. Oh, that game's not out yet. Um, yeah. Interesting, like, uh, yeah, interesting, like, spread of genre. I was going to say that you can't, like, pin them down on a a, a game they released in 2017, Coranium, a chilling Lovecraftian, a first-person, like, adventure horror. (laughs) Sacred Fire (laughs) is a psychological role-playing game, whatever that means. Uh, I don't like that. And one of the games they have coming up is uh, Doomblade, which is this kind of Hollow uh, Knight-looking Metroid style mm. thing. Mm. And this is a, a developer, not a, a publisher. Like this is the, yeah. that's a wild spread. It is a big spread. I wonder, I mean, they've worked with the same publisher for most of those past games as well. I wonder if it's a matter of doing kind of like external IP work mm-hmm. and this is like maybe something that was more internal, but I have no idea. I have no idea the history of their studio. But Strange Horticulture is a puzzle game where you essentially play um, as the shopkeeper of this plant store in a dingy, dank, damp little town called um, Undermere. And uh, the game is essentially three or so screens you have like a large map screen you have your shop screen and uh you have some kind of like interstitial uh text-based cutscenes. um it's it's mo it's there's no voice acting it's all t- it's all text-based um so it kind of has that like adventure gamey feel to it um but essentially, you're tasked with running the shop. You have these um, these uh, customers that come into the shop and they ask you for things. And you start with a set of probably about 20 plants. And your job is to, using this encyclopedia that you you start with, identify the plants and figure out which plant the customer is really here for. Ooh. Um which uh is really fun like the the encyclo some of them 
at, at the very beginning, I was like, okay, like these puzzles aren't too difficult, but they start ramping up in difficulty and you really have to pay attention um, to like almost reading between the lines of the encyclopedia entries to figure out which flower is which um, or which plant is which because something may have like a each each encyclopedia has a drawing, but sometimes the drawings are of like a uh, a cross section of the seed of that plant, which you're obviously not going to be able to derive from uh, just looking at the you, you can only kind of look at the plant in, from one view, which is just looking at the whole plant. So uh, you don't get more specific than that. Um, but I found it very satisfying. And you have like a little label uh, mechanic where you can add labels once you've identified things to manually type in like this is for this thing. This is for that. Um, and there's like a very strong storyline kind of motivating you through. It's about a two week cycle um, through the through the game where essentially um, there's uh two cults two cult type i was gonna uh, say i when i was looking up the steam page for this i delight this is a really uh, well-written uh summary uh, yeah I'm, I'm just gonna read it uh strange yeah. horticulture is an occult puzzle game which that's you're already mm. that's yes. delightful that's you're already hooking me in uh in which you play as the proprietor of a local plant store find and identify new plants Pet your cat, speak to a coven, or join a cult. Use your collection of powerful plants to influence the story and unravel Undermere's dark mysteries. Like that is that is a hell of a pitch, um, and it's very great. funny too. I feel like it communicates. Well, I guess you could tell me if, if I'm wrong, but I feel like it communicates a certain sense of humor and style that must be present throughout the game. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a bit of humor to it. I will say the. It it mostly takes itself quite seriously. Oh really? Um, okay. All right. Well, yeah, look, cult, cults are you know you should be scared of the occult. I've watched <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, like the actual like the actual sort of central plot that's going down is taken quite seriously. Um, okay. It's All like right. pretty dark. Uh, and yeah, the thing that I didn't re- I've I've played through it twice now. The thing that I didn't realize on my first playthrough. Um, and small spoilers for ending, not plot spoilers, but like mechanic spoilers for ending. Mm -hmm. So skip 30 seconds if you want to avoid it, um, or longer, uh, is (laughs) that there are, (laughs) yeah, um, there are, um, certain points in the game where you can choose which plant to give someone, like they'll ask you for one thing and you can choose to give them something else and they won't fight you on it. They will just take the plant you give them. And that is like there is actually a branching sort of branching endings. And the first time I played it, I got ending two. And I was like, okay, so there's probably like three endings. Um, The second time I played it, I got ending eight. And I was like, (laughs) okay, whoa, (laughs) that's a big jump between between numbers, um, (laughs) which Nothing like nothing changed between like the plants weren't suddenly different. Like all the plants were the same on my second playthrough. Um, but I just made different choices in terms of like what plants I was giving people. And um, yeah, it, ma- it made me want to play it a few more times to see like how exactly I can fill out between one and eight. I I, <laughs> I, ha- I have to imagine that eight is like the 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 end of it. Um 
but it's really good. I mean, there's uh, there's like also this tarot deck mechanic where each each day that passes, you pull a card from this deck that has hints to locations on the map that you can go um, and look for more plants to acquire. So throughout throughout the weeks that you're playing through the story, you're acquiring more plants and more encyclopedia pages um, to use in various plot beats. So um, I find it I found it really charming. Um, I almost wish it what there was. It's very solid. Like it, it is a whole game. It is like a whole pie. Like everything is in the pie. It's a great pie. <laughs> I wouldn't add anything to the pie. I almost wish I had like a super mega deluxe version of the plot of the pie where I could do like even more stuff. I could get even more detailed. Um but uh but I th- but that's not to like you know say that it's missing anything because I think it I think it's a really you wish scope was bigger. Is that what you're saying? This <laughs> producer is that is that our takeaway from this conversation? I think, I think, they, pro- a, I think they properly scoped, Natalie. <laughs> it is it is well scoped. It is well scoped. I just found myself wanting more because I'm an insatiable gamer. I have insatiable gamer disease, <laughs> and I am terrible. Uh, but I should point out when we when we uh, were listing off those other games. Uh, so in Steam, usually you can click on the developer and it'll take you to like to their page and the publisher will be separate. Bad Viking, the developer, does not appear to have a page on Steam because mm. this is their first uh, non – it looks like their first non-mobile release. They also did a game called Broken Ground um, from oh. 2018, so a number of years ago. But th- this is, this is I think, two brothers that have largely been doing uh, mobile flash things. We got games like Blow Things Up to Battle Beavers, Bad Eggs Online – Ninja Bear, a lot of these sounds like things which may be perfectly good games, but are like this is stuff that my daughter is like, can we download this on the iPad? Uh, like sort sort of uh, a games and Strange yeah. Horticulture seems uh appears to be like sort of the first time they're like building out you know more of like a that pop, makes sense you know, popular conception of like a, a an indie game. Um, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I didn't realize that when he, we had clicked through Bad Viking, we had gone. Yeah, to it ex- explained that. It was like, yeah. it sounds like yeah. a public, the, the diversity of games here sounds like a publisher. And yeah. it's like, yeah, because it is. Because it is. It, it is. was actually Iceberg. Oh my God, fucking uh, Star Dynasties is down here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if we just scrolled more than we could have maybe <laughs> figure, figured it out. Um, that sounds really cool. It's, I mean, it's, 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 I, I like the fact that it, um, it really goes all the way with this kind of, cute little premise. Yeah, it doesn't feel like any, like I feel like in some of these games, like one thing is kind of uh, compromised to, you know, boost like something else. Like maybe the identification mechanics are really robust, but the, mm-hmm. you know, narrative plot is like kind of just to to move things along rather than having that much depth. So I... I I feel like every sort of at, like mechanically, narratively, like ambiance wise, the setting, tone, like I think everything is really well rounded um, and doesn't feel like it's at the you know expense of another mechanic or anything like that. Every single thing is like it feels done, like it feels like well thought out and um, like a, com- a complete thing. So and and the I, I mean it's surprising the the story itself is surprisingly like 
dark and deep. Again, like, yeah, th- I was sort of shocked to hear you say that, given that that description and sort of the, I mean, the art, the art doesn't look a whimsical necessarily, but like that description is like, so, um, feels tongue like, in cheek. It feels tongue in cheek. Yes. Um, yes. and so I, I sort of figured the game would also follow that, that vibe. I mean, it's, you know, like, it's not good or bad. I'm just sort of, I am, I, I do find myself a little, uh, taken aback or and almost more intrigued that it isn't. Cause that, I feel like usually when you see these sort of like high concept, yeah. Sort of premises for for games like that is the direction they go in because it's easier to do the whimsy and comedy um, mm-hmm. than it is to try and tell something much more uh, serious. But um, that's really that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there are some characters that have like a bit of humor to them or like sure. but it feels very personalized. It's not like it's according to their personality. It doesn't feel like, you know, like narrator voice or like developer voice. haha, wink, wink. It's more so according to to the role that they're playing in, in the story at large. Um, it's fun. I really liked it. I I probably, my first playthrough was probably like three, three-ish hours. Nice. Um, so definitely something you could do over the weekend. And then and you just like, did you like condense that to half when you're just going through the The second, second time? time I played, yeah. I basically did it in like an hour and a half because I knew what right. everything was but i but it's still like i there's so many pl- you get so many fucking plants like I, <laughs> I i had to like go back and be like and some of them look really really similar so you're second guessing yourself and there is a penalty if you get something wrong so if you give someone the wrong plant you have this thing called um uh a living dread that uh or a like rising that. dread a rising okay. dread meter so. that will accumulate and um if you <laughs> if you fill that meter you have to kind of solve a mini puzzle to get back to so it's not too punitive but it's still like scary like you feel like it goes womp womp and like the dread <laughs> like rises it's like a little scary um and similarly you can't <sighs> just like go explore anywhere like you have a, you have to you have this big map but you have to have a reason to go to a space um so it's not as open as like, oh, I'm just going to go click on different spaces and see if I come back with a plant. Like everything, you either have like a letter that kind of describes the place and you have to kind of figure out on the map where that might be, or you get a clue or told to go somewhere specifically. Um, and you and that also has a meter attached to it that you have to fill up. And you fill it up by like watering plants or just as time goes by, it'll fill up on its own. So it, it, it it's a good way, I think, of pacing uh, the game out so you're not doing too much too soon and you're taking your time with it. Um, but highly, highly recommend, even if you don't know shit about plants like me. I can't keep a plant alive <laughs> to save my life. Yeah, you, you, plant- and my wife, you and my wife both. Like she, she like, when we first bought our house, uh, like on our, our deck, there's the, the, the previous owners had left some like, hanging like things that you could sure. put plants in like I've, plants and flowers I've, into mm-hmm. and so i was like i'm gonna go get stuff for that i was like that's cool um and i work from home so i was like i don't want to step on her toes it was like kind of saw them like, that's just dying man like i'm home <laughs> i could try and take i could be i could do the maintenance like i'm here i get downtime my watch tells me i gotta yeah. stand i can get up and i can go water them <laughs> and um after like one summer of 
them being just like annihilated. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking this over. I wouldn't describe myself as a, what do they say? Like a green thumb, but I, I definitely have had more success. I let her pick the, I was like, you pick, you are so much better at aesthetics. You pick how they're going to look yeah, and, and get it all set I'll up. Keep and them alive. I will, I will take the maintenance uh, from, from here. And that is, that is maintained through COVID where she's around to do that stuff. Yeah. And I, I remember when the first COVID summer, I was like, ah, uh, so she's going to want some of that responsibility back. I'll just let it go. I was like, you know, I'm going to, I think, you know, I'll just let her take yeah. some ownership of that um, and let that be, be her thing. And then that shit started dying. I was like, were you, it's like, are you, it's like I watered him. I was like, not a, you know how much sun we get back there? Like, not enough. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm back on, take, taking that back. I feel like every time I get a new plant, I'm like, okay, this plant, I know what it needs. I put it in the perfect area. Check. I water it the exact amount of times I'm supposed to Rising be watering dread. it. Rising dread. Check. Rising dread increases. Plant dies. Oh, like no. every time I bring a plant into this house, it dies. And it's not even this house. Any apartment I've ever lived in, I think maybe I just am a living fungus that infects plants <laughs> oh, no. and kills them. Because I love plants. I love them. That's what a plant killer would say. <laughs> I'm not trying to kill them. I, I, I also buy the, like, you can't kill this. <laughs> Dead. Challenge accepted. No. <laughs> no. It is dead. It has died in my house. You got some succulents? I want to be, Get some little cute little... I've done it. They... <laughs> something happens to them. What about a them. cactus? I've tried. Kill they the cactus? Sh- Damn. Impressive. I've killed cacti yeah, before. Honestly. Don't even need water. <laughs> I don't even... I might have watered... I didn't... I don't... I think <laughs> I like veer on the underside of watering. You like, drowned I try, the cactus. I try not to water at all. Unless it like I stick my finger in and it's like soil's mm-hmm. dry. Like it's a plant person told me that I want to be a plant girl so fucking bad. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm incapable of being plant girl. I'm plant. I'm not. I'm not her. You gotta get one of those to. apps. Have you seen these? The ones I've that have the, uh, the like I just, a garden. Like it'll like let you put a timer on for different plants and it'll tell you what the timer should be for different plants. Oh, that's so you can like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the photo. Like, there's a photo app where you can scan your plant and it'll tell I, you. We've done yeah, yeah. those for the ones in the house where it's like, hey, I, I forget, I'm not going to write down the plant that we got that go in the front. Mm-hmm. Just take the picture and then I've banked it and then you know buy yeah. it the next year at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, it, th- it does both those things. You can you can figure out what it is by taking a photo and then it'll let you set an alarm to remind you when to water it based on what what type of planting yeah. it is. Yeah. And it'll tell you like what's wrong with it, right? Like the one I was This one I think at. just just identifies. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> raw about like pests. Yeah, like, well, now he's got an app, it's like non plant girl detected. <laughs> Remove this plant from the vicinity immediately. Fungus <laughs> among us. Fungus among I am the fungus among us. I don't know. Oh. That that was an incubus album, right? Fungus I think fungus. so. Mm-hmm. But um, at least I can live my plant girl dreams as like a witchy plant girl in strange horticulture, which is maybe out you need now a little more occult Steam. in your real life. I think is maybe what uh, right. You gotta get them here. spells working on your plants. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that. I just need a <laughs> yeah. Add Positive some like energy. crystals around around <laughs> yes. my plants. Yes. Read your plants tarot cards. Yeah, uh, exactly. See, see how they're vibing. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're gonna 
We're gonna we're gonna skip. Uh, we're not gonna talk about my daughter. Um, we were gonna talk about my daughter and how they play video games, but we're already running long. They're, Whoops. I'm sure I'll have new, I'll have new stories in that saga. The short version is just I have, in some ways, uh, uh, passively resisted. Uh, I think my children should find their hobbies on their own, and uh, like the fact that I like video games a lot doesn't mean my kids should give a shit about them. But uh, I've also, in some ways, actively avoided introducing them because I spend all my day thinking about them and engaging with them. Like I, yeah. the time, the, cu- the couple hours I get with my kids, uh, I sort of really want to be playing video games. Um, but I've again, always maintained the same way that I, my daughter, I didn't want my daughter to be defined by pink. And then, you know what she did? She was defined by pink, but by choice. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I seem to be trending in that direction with <laughs> video games. So we'll revisit that another time. And I can talk through my experiences trying to find games that work for, a five-year-old. Um, but let's uh, jump into a couple of questions from the question bucket. You can send uh, your questions and see. I got to add this part to the description. Oh the yeah, Trello card. Trello card. So I would, yeah, because I I can ad lib this, but Rob would be <laughs> Rob really likes having the doc in front of him. And that's fine. I'm, yeah, I'm not making fun of him. Cool. People like having he's a, he's a he's a preparer, and so he is. Um, I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell Rob on like converting this, he's still gonna use the doc. It's just like <laughs> it'll just be Rob's Rob's uh, Vice Gaming's new podcast doc that has survived for nearly six years. Um, you can send questions into gamingadvice.com. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've got one in here. Um, <laughs> This one's from Jacob. The masses need to know mm. who is your favorite X Men character. Which X Man would you most like to make you dinner? Which X Man would you absolutely not let make you dinner for you? Thank you for your time. And then we got a follow up email. I don't know what the time passage was between these two emails, but it was in. <laughs> Jacob wrote in again before we addressed it. I literally cannot parse that last last sentence. Not let you make. Not let make you dinner. I have no idea. English is garbage. English is garbage. <laughs> Agreed. 100%. I don't know if I have an answer to this person's question, to Jacob's question, but the idea that you like wrote in, tried really hard, clearly English, not first language, and then just the conclusion was English is garbage. Don't worry. English first language people right here. You know what? English is garbage. It's garbage. It sucks. You, awful, you know awful. what? The fastest way to learn that is teaching it to a child and then explaining... Like, why do these letters look so similar to another? Who came up with this shit? Great question, Jessica. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this to you. It's just memorization. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess, which X-Man would you absolutely not let make dinner for you? I want to make sure I use their their sentence. Who? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at a quick list of all the X-Men Who ever. do I want to not make me dinner? Um... I feel like first hmm. instinct Iceman because he would make it cold. <laughs> but he Unless could make a good like gazpacho. I was good. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't fuck with gazpacho. What? I don't like gazpacho oh, either. It I'm not, it's not a vibe. Shouldn't be cold. Soup should be hot. Thanks. <laughs> it is Spoken like a vibe. person who did not live in Florida. <laughs> if it's cold, it's a shake. It's like a shake. It's a smoothie. It's a savory smoothie. That's basically what it is. I'm, you know, <laughs> I uh, think... You know, you I don't, don't know let many of the X. Ex- hmm. I was gonna say, don't let Wolverine's claws trick you. They, he may be good for prep, but that motherfucker doesn't know what the fuck he's doing in the kitchen. It's gonna make you some slop, and it's gonna be bad. Well, also, 
from a hygiene standpoint, <laughs> you know, like those claws are going back into the skin, right? Yeah, they're going into know. the blood. I don't know about. Mm. I mean, you, you could stick them out and clean them, and then don't p- retract them while he's cutting up stuff. He he will help someone maybe, and that will be useful. But I feel like he's uh he's too um he most not the right word, but he's dumb. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. himbo energy. Yeah. Uh, I was sure. just looking through X-Men characters. Maggot. Yeah, same. Um, okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, his digestive system took the form of two slugs, which could eat through practically any substance. Uh, after feeding, the slugs re-entered Maggot's abdomen and passed nourishment into him, giving him incredible power. I uh, this. this. No, no. Is Maggot. Um, I'm thinking keeping Maggot out of the kitchen. <laughs> I will give Maggot the leftovers, right? I feel like the slugs. Right. Take what you want after the meal has occurred. How you occurred. make compost? But exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's uh, just that's just environmentally. Our 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 Doctor Xavier has a farm to maggot system that he has implemented <laughs> here at the academy. <laughs> uh, uh, I gotta say, I don't. Um, maybe Petra. <laughs> Petra can. I'm looking at like. All X-Men members ever. Okay. The 1970s recruits. Yeah. Uh, Petra can manipulate Earth. I don't hmm. know. Maybe that's helpful in the kitchen. Hmm. In terms of just vibes, I feel like I would have a nice dinner with... <laughs> Emma Frost. Gambit. I gam- I bet Gam- I don't know if Gambit's good in the kitchen, but oh. I bet he could take us to... He could take us to a hole in the wall with like it, delicious food. Yeah. I feel like... It's hard to tell with him because he's he 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 speaks he talks himself up a lot, right? He's always he's very mm-hmm. boastful, so it's hard to tell whether or not he can follow through. But if he does follow through, Cajun food's fucking delicious. Like, yeah, I'd, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> he's like the one that I most closely associate with food, just because yeah. of um where he's from and his affect. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, da da da. Hey all, this comes from Sven. Currently watching Rob talk about buying a telescope on stream right now. Yep. And find myself wondering, what hobby purchasing rabbit holes have you gone down that you may uh, not have shared on the pod already? As an example, throughout the never-ending pandemic, I've been deep into custom water cooling than sneakers. I assume the water cooling is for his PC or their PC. Um, Then coffee, then tea, and now Lego. Please send help. Thanks for all the great content. (laughs) And Kato drags Waypoint through a Destiny raid when? Um, God. I don't know. We'll That's see what happens with happen. that, that new expansion's happening, right? In a, in a, in That's got to happen. Yeah. Um, God, I've had so many. What, do, what's the, do you, is there one, what's, uh, is there one that you regret? One that like went nowhere? Like regret? Sometimes, a rabbit, sometimes a rabbit hole doesn't come out with like a properly made bread on the other side. Sometimes yeah. you went down the rabbit hole and you, you just stare into the abyss. Uh, I regret uh this the sourdough phase i do regret oh. that that was very early it did not go well um i did get into sneakers for a little bit also <laughs> i'm still into them i'm just not buying as many as i was before <laughs> um then i got really into like buying instant noodles um, like so varieties, like, like you just want like, like dozens of options, different yeah, flavors. Yeah, just like tons of instant noodles. Um, 
with all types of flavors and stuff. And I was just trying like all these like different <laughs> Japanese and Korean instant noodles that I was buying online. And I was just, did you, that sounds did fun. You, like, I, yeah, that, it was that great. Seems like, that relative was to the expense of the sneaker hobby, I feel like the instant noodle <laughs> hobby is you can instant buy more. Hobby is very affordable, <laughs> very affordable, and uh, was very delicious. I only had a few that I didn't like. Um, I recently just bought some knitting and crochet supplies. There we go. Oh no! There we go. Oh, that's that's yeah. the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I was just like, I was thinking to myself, like, I sit. I don't watch TV very often, but I've been watching more TV because uh, I don't have the energy to play games right now. But the thing is, when you go to TV, I go to phone. Like, I sit on my couch, and I'm watching TV, and then I end up pulling out my phone, and I'm watching my phone while while the TV. It's, like, terrible. So I was like, okay, (laughs) I need something to do with my hands that will occupy... My hands that's not being on my phone so I can watch TV undistracted. <laughs> so I was like, I'll cube. knit. I have a fidget cube. It's right here. Just but take that if, with you instead of phone. But what if your yeah, fidget cube not could, not could result in something you I, could yeah, wear? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's right. the thing. Is like, right. I like I like the concept that whatever the distraction I'm engaged That's why I got really into keyboards because I was like, keyboards... Keebs. I can, I have a final product to show for the anniversary. Or Legos. Like, I did buy a lot of Legos over the the break. uh, Or the break, the pandemic. The break break from reality. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But uh, knitting knitting is the latest one. Because I was like, if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to start a hobby, it should be something that can, that has an end product. That's that was my decision. I ha- it hasn't arrived yet. I'll let you know how it goes. I am <laughs> sure the thing, the thing that I fucked up is uh, I bought knitting supplies and then I was like, oh, well, I need a bag to keep all my knitting supplies in. So I was like, oh, I'll it's buy really a good when you've, you've evolved to the thing to put them in before you've figured out if you like the hobby. Oh, that's I like exactly it. how my brain works. I'm like, how is this going to fit into my life? You and, um, you and Rob are very similar. We uh, are. That, it's scary sometimes. It's scary sometimes. <laughs> but I decided, oh, well, maybe I should try out crochet too and see which one I like more. So I decided I would crochet. I would buy a crochet kit mm-hmm. for a bag. Mm-hmm. So I'd crochet the bag that I will end up putting my knitting supplies in. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, if, if yes. it all works out, that's that's a beautiful thing. Yes. Yeah. It's fucking Can't hobbies all the way down. Just yeah. <laughs> bags inside of bags. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Carter, those, you got any those uh, are mine. rabbit hole regrets? No, the the thing is that I I just have the same ones from before the pandemic, honestly, yep. right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they haven't really changed. It's games. It's uh, I don't think there's been an uptick, but like you know, my my actual one is is tabletop RPG rule sets. <laughs> mm-hmm. The amount of tabletop RPG books that I have over there that I've never played but I've read on my shelf is you know too much. Um, I, I imagine someday I will actually pull them out and convince someone to play them with me, but, uh, <laughs> the, etern- the eternal, yeah. uh, flame of, yeah. uh, all, all tabletop uh, or game board <laughs> people yeah. is like, someday well, I'll, I'll find these. the right, and then I'm going to throw that party. <laughs> people are going to come over and fucking love it. 
Uh, the, well, the issue also is like the, the the like it was already rare enough to get uh the uh an amount of people that want to do it. Now it's just like people can't come over any anymore. Anyway, it's like yeah. everyone's isolated. There's even less chances, and like you can play a lot of those online, but that's different. Especially yeah, the the, I have a small I have a small cool. group that I like semi regularly play D and D with, but they're they're all in like um. They're all also, I mean, every like everyone works on computers, and two of them are teachers that teach through Zoom, and they're like, I don't want to be on a Zoom call to play Z and D. So like, we have just skipped like months of playing during the <laughs> pandemic when they were teaching through Zoom. So it's yeah. been rough out there for for the RPG life right now for me. Uh, I, I don't. I unfortunately don't. I barely have time for. The not rabbit holes, the holes that are uh, <laughs> exist in my life. But uh, so I don't mean like ones that went badly, but definitely one of the things over the, like the start of COVID, uh, I started getting into. I'm like I'm really anti physical like objects, like collection sort of thing. Like I, I just get rid of that shit or donate it. Um, <laughs> and like uh, have things in the house, but it's like very minimal. Um, in terms of of like feeling like I need to keep like boxes of. SNES cartridges or or whatever from from my history, <laughs> but uh, like the shared the shared the shared interest. Natalie I know, just I know, turned I know. her camera up to the shelf. I get Rob Rob would be furious and yes, oh I yeah people and, amazing uh, amazing. But the, the shared interest that uh you know that my wife and I have is is horror movies and like we have one of the shelves to like the right of a uh, the TV upstairs, kind of the family TV. Um, I had a handful of like movies we would acquired and I like took a passive interest every once in a while in like, Oh, I guess it'd be cool to have like a, a big horror collection that was just up there. Um, yeah. and that people could come over and look at and that would like really like when I collect things, I like really wanted to like say something about like me or the family or whatever. And, um, so then over the last two years I've, I've like, I've gotten, I've gone, that's the hole I've gone down is like whenever, oh, I'm, I go uh, basically rabid whenever there's like the Target buy two, get one free, like Blu-ray sale. And then I will take <laughs> Target's list and I will organize by cheapest. And then like, because so many horror movies are extremely cheap, especially like right. kind of the, the weird shit that I'm buying that isn't like hereditary you know yeah. like the a24 like primo stuff I was like no give me the nest on blu-ray um <laughs> and i would like child's play one two and three i just recently swapped out my jaws two three and four dvds for blu-rays of jaws two three and four um oh and uh so i've been it's a combination of like converting my dvds to blu-rays occasionally buying uh like a like an, a, a uhd like a 4k but I'm like, those are so expensive it's like there's like $35, $40 frequently for one one of those. So like, I, I think I have Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. I have like a couple of movies that are like top yeah. tier. Like I would want that to be in uh, 4K. Um, yeah. That's I mean, some of those I mean, movies that they don't like always transfer to 4K. In well, a the, especially the ones, are on, like, the ones that are on film transfer really yeah. well. I feel less strongly about that for modern films, especially if they're full of a lot of uh, CG. But most of the stuff I'm feeling in that list are movies from like, 70s 80s early 90s um and so yeah i've got like 100 like 125 now it doesn't feel that way i was like i got the list that collection is not that big and then i I was like oh but blueberries are really skinny and like i went and counted all of them was like oh all right yeah no i've actually done i've done pretty well and so my, my hope is to keep expanding uh that out and it's always funny because uh 
after one of those sales, like, you know, like six boxes will show up. And it's like, why are there six boxes from Target? Uh, I was like, those are all, you know, really good horror films that we definitely need to have up on uh, the shelf to the to the right of the, the TV. So, so do you have a tracker of what you have and what you've watched in your own collection? No, it- and I've made... Uh, mistakes i uh um i i do have a friend a, a good friend who is also a big horror nerd and so the couple of times where i've double bought thinking oh i need pumpkin the, i think the most recent was pumpkin head um <laughs> uh which was the uh if you haven't pumpkin head uh was directed by stan winston the like like special effects guy um starred lance hendrickson um it's not very good but it has a really cool creature in it and multiple times like i don't think i bought that on blu-ray and then I would order it. It would ship. And I'd be like, I wonder if I pumpkin had a Blu-ray. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Whoops. at least that was only a $4.99 hit. Um, ah, so that's yeah. not that bad. And so I just give that to a friend. Um, <laughs> but that's that's been my. Uh, um, that's a good one. That's wholesome. my COVID one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for the podcast um you can uh follow more of uh waypoint on twitter at waypoint on facebook and youtube at waypoint vice uh you can support all the stuff that we do over at waypoint plus um this week we had a uh published a podcast with jeff green um of uh gfw radio computer gaming world back then ziff davis had a bunch of magazines and websites and was a constant presence on oneup.com he is super cool dude that made the right choice and got out of that rat race (laughs) and started consulting on games and probably making much better money um he joins uh, rob and dia and alex to uh, continue manhunting talking about crime story the uh Michael Mann TV show, one of several that uh, Mann uh, was involved with. Uh, and then I guess we do we I think we did we decide on what the next Waypoint Plus. Uh, uh, I think we're going to try and do an uh, After Dark sometime in the next right. uh, mm, week or so. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we haven't done one of those since um, we did kind of a postmortem on uh, five years of Waypoint with Austin. Um, and so. Stay tuned for that. Hopefully, we haven't recorded it yet, but that is the next plan for the Waypoint Plus feed. Uh, let's see, what do we come up next on streams? Uh, well, we can listen to this. We'll have done the first Kingsfield for the Forgotten City, the Ancient City. Um, Kato is going to uh, join city? for that. I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Uh, sure. Well, I forgot if it's an ancient city or not. <laughs> Uh, next week, uh, looks uh, we might do we'll probably do a second stream of that. There's going to be some high fleet, right? Uh, sounds yeah. like you were going to, you and Rob are going to just do two of those, and then when, <laughs> uh, what if these gremlins keep uh, cracking codes in the sky? Yeah. Oh, it's been it's been fun. Well, we thought it was only going to be two because the first uh, stream ended up in a really bad situation that we've somehow managed to claw our way out of. So now we're like. Let's see how far this train goes, I guess. Like, uh, we, we were sure. I was, like, positive that second stream that we were going to eat shit. But somehow we're just, like, limping along. And it's uh, it's really fun. Uh, didn't, didn't think that game ha- was as complicated as it ends up being. And it's actually really, really neat. Uh, yeah, and then we'll probably... I think we're also going to have another episode of uh, uh, underscore coffee underscore appears. Oh, I my think, God, yeah. 
the, yeah, the I, new I mean, YouTube I mean, video just hit. Did you see this? Look at this shit. I just got this. Look at the thumbnail damn. that they made for it. Look at the graphics team. <laughs> yeah. Crushing it. Yeah. Shout outs to Zach over over at the video team for making Zach the taking, thumbnails. taking the title that Kato sent over uh, at face value, which is this stream must be about Rob's phone and <laughs> not about a telescope. Um, that's great. Uh, so we're, I think we're gonna be doing that. Uh, who knows what, what uh, hijinks we'll get up to on the internet, but I think in the corner, I think the embargo will be up for Dying Light 2. And so Rob will probably be playing some of some of that. I really enjoy, I'm, I'm committed to the bit of <laughs> the embargo's up for this brand new, really exciting video game. And we're gonna make it a small window in the corner while we look up <laughs> an actor's IMDb yeah. page. Yeah, uh, that's good so shit. Forward, that's good content. Yeah. Hey, that's what Waypoint's all about, baby. Uh, so that <laughs> is it for uh, us. You can follow uh, me at Patrick Club at Cotto. Where can people follow you? At a underscore Cotto under. I almost said coffee underscore appears. <laughs> Might have to change it. Might God have to change it. it. <laughs> uh, Natalie. At Natalie Watson. Uh, our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash Bowen. Uh, that's us calling it for Friday. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Till next week, fuck capitalism. Go home. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Great. Very cool. I can stop. Fun pod. You yeah. can. Yes. Okay, cool. Save. Uh, Accomplishing things. Look, I got that. Got the confirmation order from Costco. Nice. Woo! Hell yes. Uh, what is it? Waypoint dog gay? Yeah. 457. Okay. Should be right. That is so useful. <laughs> Shout outs. Very blessy. Okay. Cool. Right. Hey, you know, part um, of the, a benefit from buying this from Costco is they, they're just like, we don't, this, like, this little receipt says, like, I don't know what the warranty is for this computer, but just what, if anything breaks, you've got two years. And I was like, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> that's pretty good for a computer. <laughs> Which is why uh, I, and when I was younger, when digital cameras started, I, uh, when my family would go there, that's where I bought my first digital camera because Costco used to have this incredible policy uh, about. So Costco's policy in general is if you buy it here and it breaks, we don't care if it happens a year from now or five years from now, like bring it back and you can come get the equivalent of whatever that thing was, hmm. you know, uh, uh, and if we don't have it, you'll get the price that you paid and you can apply it to something new. And basically it's like they can guarantee the idea was and it makes sense, like guarantee that for a bunch of like 
even t- they did you know even for TVs because like you, you're gonna get in the door and you're gonna buy other shit. Right. How often are you gonna be like returning a, a TV? So um, it was like this lost leader that sounded really good on paper, and I'm sure the math worked itself out where they actually weren't doing that often. But <laughs> for the digital cameras, uh, like every six months, I would just bring it in and said it was broke. Uh, I was like, I don't know, it doesn't work, and they don't check. It's not like the front desk people are technicians, and so they'd like, yeah. okay. They'd count all, they'd make sure you had all the pieces, put it in and like, here's the credit, like go buy it. So like every six months, it's like, I'm going to go spend $400 on, it was one $400 that I was just spending on brand new cameras every <laughs> six months. Those new models would come out. Oh. And, and yeah, years, the thing with Costco is they get rid of stock. Like they don't keep old stock. So right. you no, can always. You, it was, oh, they never had the, I would, I would wait till the, the, every, the, the inventory gone. was had turned over. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to get the new Sony, you know, cyber shot or whatever it is. Um, and then. Uh, that's why I also bought my TV there. My thinking being, well, I'll just keep this TV. This TV will break in six, seven years. And right. I'll apply that $500 towards something new. Well, at some point with the rise of the internet, um, people caught on to that and they turned what was a lost leader that was just like a cool thing that Costco bragged about into just a fraud machine. Um, and Costco eventually was like, we are no longer applying this infinite um, lifetime policy to electronics because you fuckers keep coming in and exploiting it. I was like, that's fair. That's it. probably, I'm not shocked I that mean, the internet ruined that, that good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's only right. Of course, it's a good thing right. that I'm just, I was mad about because I, I wanted my light fraud to continue. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> it's just light fraud. My fraud, fraud is okay. It's, not it's also not it's fraud. A it's fraud. a big company. They don't care. It's, it's the policy. <laughs> Am I lying about no. the thing being broken? I mean, I dropped it at one point, probably. <laughs> Who could say? What's broken? What is what is that? Hmm. Yeah, Damn, I can't put this I can't put be. this at the end of the podcast anymore because Costco's cops are gonna come for you. <laughs> I am well out of the statute of limitations. You put that shit in there. Come at me, Costco, 14-year-old Patrick. Uh, I just bought I just paid two thousand dollars for a PC from Costco. I've paid back my dues. Like I'm yeah. out of Costco jail. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You've 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 earned some Costco clout for sure. Yes.